Isaiah 48, verses 17 and 18. Thus saith the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, I am the Lord your God, which teaches you to profit, which leads you in the way that you should go. Oh, that you had have listened to my commandments. Then you would have had peace like a river, and your righteousness as the waves of the sea. Hey, Connected fam, good morning, good evening, and good night, wherever it is that you find yourself as you are listening to this episode. I am currently at good morning stage, and I am watching the sun rise over my caravan park. Um, It is lovely to hang out with you, as it always is. Um, So thankful for you to spend this time with me. And today I wanted to discuss, uh, as I had mentioned in the previous episode, I was going to discuss how I ended up working at Tweed Valley Adventist College and maybe the challenges that came with accepting that role. Yeah, because it... Okay, let's start from the beginning. So... Last year, I felt really impressed to do a diploma of counseling at TAFE. So TAFE, I don't know how, sorry for my US peeps who make up the majority of my listeners. Um, I would kind of explain it like a community college, but I could be totally wrong. So correct me if I'm wrong, if you feel the need to. Um, It's kind of like a schooling type system that is run by the government. So your universities are all private um, and they're kind of funded in a private organization kind of format. So it's kind of different. Um, With TAFE, it kind of has, it's like a lower qualification. So the highest qualification you can get at TAFE is a diploma or advanced diploma, they used to be called. Now they're just kind of a diploma. And then you have like a certificate. I wonder if there has to be a certificate one. Anyway, so you go up in rankings of certificates. So certificate one, two, three, and four. And they're generally, the lower that that certificate is, kind of the easier it is to get that certificate. There's less units that you study. Generally, it's um, less content and less assignments and all that kind of stuff. And so as you go up to like a certificate four, I don't even know if there's a certificate five. I've got no idea how that works. Anyway, so you get your certificates and then you get the highest rank certificate and then the next um qualification after that is a diploma so I'm doing a diploma my diploma of counseling it's actually a two-year course because all diploma courses at TAFE were a two-year course and now they've dropped them because I had to compete with private colleges which were offering diplomas in a year and so everyone was like if I can get the same qualification studying a year or going two years at TAFE I'd rather go to a private college so people go into private colleges and getting that one year um, qualification But we were talking with our lecturer and she was like, look, to be totally honest with you, we're still covering the same units. We're doing the same number of assessments that would have been done in two years. We're just doing it in one year. So I technically have an assessment, which is a diploma level assessment, which is pretty thorough. Considering I'm doing uni as well, like it is, I would say it's the same level as a uni assessment. 
with just maybe less emphasis placed on formatting and referencing. But the research, the extent of the research is still the same. Like, it's pretty full on. Anyway, so she said, you're still doing the same stuff that people do over two years. We've just put it all into one year. We haven't even cut the content down. We're just going through way more content a lot quicker. So I decided I was going to do this diploma course and... Whatever. I'm not going to tell you all the stuff about the enrollment and stuff because that's, I mean, it is a miracle on its own. I'll just tell you this one bit. So in Queensland, if you did this diploma, it still is over <clears throat> two years. So it's actually a year and a half. Um, so it's 18 months and it costs $10,000 to do. If you come to New South Wales, which I'm technically, the location of where I am now, I'm sitting on the border. I drive five minutes and I'm in Queensland. If you do the same diploma with the same units, but because it's done over one year here in New South Wales, it costs $5,000. So we were kind of like, oh, we really want to, I really want to do it. Stevie wanted to do it as well. So we just prayed about it. Couldn't really afford 20000 plus neither of us working. So Stevie's like, babe, look, you know, I'm keen, but I'm not that keen. So he's like, you just do it. And so I tried enrolling in Queensland. I missed the cutoff date because, okay, I just didn't realize the cutoff dates were so early. And, and then in New South Wales, I was just about to miss the cutoff date rung around they're like yeah no we can get you in um you just need to give us like a new south wales address so that we know that that is where you're going you're planning to stay permanently and i'm like yeah well that's what we're planning on doing we just can't get a rental property anyway sorted all that out and okay five grand we're like okay cool no worries so i ring because i'm about to start filling out all my forms and pay my $5,000 and I get this other lady who's like oh just you know let me check she had to I don't know what I rung I had to check something and she's like hold on have you done I don't know what it was called but it's basically like a government subsidized learning and I'm like no I haven't and then she was asking some other questions and I'm like no 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 she's like okay just wait puts me on hold and she goes you know starts working something out comes back on she's like you know what I've just realized that you qualify for a hundred percent um not scholarship but we'll subsidize a hundred percent of the course you don't have to pay a dollar I'm like what on earth like thank you Jesus so I'm doing this course didn't have to pay anything for it I get to do the shorter course as well um, which is pretty sweet so anyway so I decided I was going to do this course last year with the idea of I'm still going to be doing my social work I don't want to get full-time work because I had decided that I didn't want to do that because of I didn't want my time to be taken away from the girls because I have to work like that was a really heavy conviction that God had placed on my heart, some of you already know, um, probably like a year, two years ago, probably two years ago now. Okay. So I was like, I'm still, I'm not going to be getting a job. So I might as well do this counseling diploma because then I can start doing private counseling and I can start seeing people as I can and how, as I want and fill up my week with a bit of work, 
because you guys know if you've been listening for a while that I want to start working because I really want to help Stevie with the financial responsibilities of our family because I kind of feel bad for the guy because he's been carrying that full load for so long which he doesn't mind but at the same time I'm like oh I don't know it's 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 gotta weigh on you when you know you're always the one that is providing for the family and carrying that responsibility so anyway so I was like then I can start working I can contribute a little bit to the finances won't be a lot because obviously I've still got to do uni and I don't want to end up with full-time work and whatever so I'm like okay cool that's what I'll do. Like, I'll finish the diploma course and in 2023, I'll slowly start getting my own clients and, you know, setting up my own little private practice and uh, working out, like, my frameworks of therapy and all this kind of... I was, like, so excited. Um, and then stuff happened where... Um, the principal at the school, he sort of asked me, hey, Kat, what are you doing? You know, what, what, where are you at with your social work? And he's like, okay, well, I just want to let you know, we have had a position that's been left vacant at the school. And so we'd really like to consider you for that position, um, depending on how you're feeling about the whole thing. And he's like, you know, so if you just want to apply for it, send a resume through, um, We'll, we'll consider your application. And in my head, I'm like, all right, this is pretty sweet. Like to work at TVAC is pretty special. And then whenever I have been asked, like, what area do I want to go into once I finish social work or once I finish counseling, I have always said, all I want to do is work with at-risk youth. That's all I want. And very specifically, at-risk Indigenous youth. When I was in New South Wales Big Camp, I was speaking with some people. I kind of knew them from um, a visit that I had done to Outback Australia. And we started talking, whatever, and they were like, you know what, like, come work with us. Like, if you want to work with Indigenous youth, come do ministry with us. And I was like, oh, I'm like, you have no idea how much I would love to do this, but I can't because um, my daughter's my priority and they are at school and that is where we're locked into here until they both finish high school. Anyway, so I was like, oh, yeah, but that's okay. That's okay. I was kind of like, I would literally go work there now, but I, I can't, like for the girls, I can't. So... Fast forward now, that was that was in April, and then this opportunity presents itself now, and I'm like, oh, I get to work with young people. Um, and I was like, that's pretty special. Not only do I get to work with young people, which is basically like the demographic that I really want to work with, because there is just such, there is such an opportunity to help be someone significant for someone who just needs someone significant in their life to help them through this stage of whatever it is that they're going through. Um, I feel you can do that, you know, in adulthood as well, but I feel 
and you know a lot of research shows as well that uh, once someone has gone into adulthood and made these decisions and been living a certain type of lifestyle the interventions are much harder to have an impact and don't get me wrong like with young people it's the same like with adolescents it's super difficult as well but there seems to be much more of a softness um, maybe even a vulnerability that comes with young people that they're actually willing to reconsider things at this stage in their life rather than you know I'm 45 and now I'm deciding to change my life so yeah I I really feel convicted that that is the, the area and the age that I want to work with. So I was like, okay, one, I get to work at TVAC. There's a ton of people there that are just super, super inspirational, but also I think they're just like, they model such a beautiful example of like ministry and work together. Um, they know very specific that, yeah, we're here to be a teacher or we're here to be part of the staff or whatever. But at the same time, they their ministry in that role is so obvious that it's it's not just I'm here to teach you multiplication or I'm here to mark your English assessment. Like they know that their purpose there first is to like demonstrate the love of God to their students and to the people at the school. So <clears throat> so I was like, okay, that's going to be a pretty cool environment to work in. And in the role that I'm in, which is well-being facilitator, I'm like, that role is going to allow for so many more opportunities for me to tap into this vulnerability Um, I guess, or this opportunity to be able to speak into young people's lives at some of like the darkest times in their lives, at at some of the most saddest, heartbreaking, difficult, challenging times of their lives. So I, I was weighing it up. I'm like, yeah, this is pretty good deal. But then I was like, but I was not going to work full time. Like this is my thing. I didn't want to work and I didn't want to... I, <clears throat> sorry, because it's so early, my throat is still not awake. Um, <clears throat> I was like, I didn't want to be, for me, I didn't want to be putting the girls into like before school care and after school care and mum's going to be like, because she has a meeting, like I didn't want that to be the story that we wrote for our daughters' lives because I grew up with that. Like I grew up with, you know, I walked myself to school from the age of 10, which is no big deal. There's kids that have done it, but these are things that I wish I hadn't have had to have done as a kid. Um, I caught the train and the bus for three years, like from one side of Brisbane to the other side of Brisbane. I remember in winter, like catching the bus and it's dark and I'm catching the bus back from school through the valley which if anyone knows Brisbane like the valley's not a nice place to be at night unless you're clubbing on drugs or 
like a sex worker. Like it's just, it's not a nice place to be, especially during the week. Like on the weekends, it's like more of a party vibe. But like on a Monday night in the valley, Wednesday night in the valley, it's not a nice place to be walking through. Anyway, so I was like, I just didn't want that for my girls. And so that was one of the reasons why I was like, I don't want to get into full-time work because of the fact that that's not, I don't want that to be part of the girl's story. Then walking to school, catching the bus, after school care, before school care. No. Anyway, so then I'm like, oh, I don't really want to get a job in the full-time capacity working for someone because there is those obligations that are going to place Chloe and Naomi in the in the very situations that I said I was going to avoid. So that was there. And then the other thing. So the main things that had me not wanting to accept the job if if I got it was I didn't want the girls to be inconvenienced or to have to go through stuff because I'm working. And I didn't want to say, I'm sorry, girls, I'm working. Well, mum's at work or whatever. And then the second one was, so a lot of the students that are going to be graduating from my diploma course are going to be working for the NDIS, which is a disability, a nationally funded disability support program, which pays people with disabilities or mental illness a certain allocation each year for their disability needs. Um, it's a it's a fund or a program that has been going like for 10 years. And in that, they make allocations for specialized services and professionals to be paid through that fund. So let's say I'm a person with like, a low-level disability will get a certain allocation of money each year. Uh, they have to present like a plan of, of what they want to spend their money on and the government will either approve or reject that program or they might accept sections of that program and then reject other bits and so the funding is whatever they approve. In that, counselling, um, psychologists, any type of therapy that's related to mental health and mental well-being always gets approved. Like it's it's a given. Like that's the one thing you can pretty much 100% get approved and accepted. So a lot of the students that are in my class are going to be graduating and going into NDIS counseling. And some are specializing in like autism, um, ADHD, which just involves like an additional unit that is specialized to what you want. So I am currently doing trauma-informed care. So I specifically was going to go into trauma counseling through NDIS. Now, to be very, very honest and transparent with you, it pays very well when you go through uh, NDIS private practice counseling. So in my head... Before this opportunity had presented itself at TVAC, I'm like, sweet. Like, I'm going to be able to work through the NDIS scheme and, you know, do minimal hours and contribute a significant amount to our weekly finances. It's going to give me the flexibility to continue with my uni studies. I can take a, I can take a bigger load because I'll be working, let's say, nine hours a week 
and I'll still have all the other days to go thrifting, to <laughs> to binge on YouTube, and to also do my studies. Like it just gave me a ton of flexibility to pretty much do everything I wanted to do. Work and bring in an income, do the stuff that I just like to do, and then also chisel away a bigger chunk of my uni. So I was like, that's a pretty sweet deal. So in my head, this is so the last six months, this is what I've been like, yes, this is what I'm going to do. This is how my life is going to roll in 2023. Um, and then this position um, comes up and I'm just like, oh, like, <laughs> don't get me wrong. Like, trust me, I have thought about the fact that I can't go thrifting anymore because I, I can't. So anyway, so then I'm presented these two options, work at TVAC or continue with what I had planned, which was kind of to live the good life. And I prayed and I prayed and I prayed. I put in my resume. Um, I advanced to the interview. I got an interview um, my references were called, my references said great things, which on a side note, I'm like, which, whose references are ever going to say a bad thing? Like, I mean, I put my references that I put were people that I know who have, who I have volunteered with, cause I haven't worked in 15 years, people who I have, and I didn't put my support work, um, manager on just because I worked so little shifts that I don't think the guy could really say anything that was completely 100%. Not accurate, but I don't think he would have really... He knew me well enough to kind of give like a decent reference. So anyway, so I put people on there that I knew who have seen me work in community work, who have seen me work with people in probably a similar capacity to what I would be doing with the wellbeing facilitate, facilitate, facilitator role. Um... So I'm like, of course, they're going to say nice things. Um, I put the head of teaching from my TAFE as well. Anyway, so when they came back and I got the call saying that my references, you know, were really good, I'm like, of, of course, I'm not going to put <laughs> a bad reference. Maybe people do. Maybe people do put references and then they say terrible things about them. But anyway, whatever. So, okay, so then it, I basically, like, I got the job. The week that I was told that like I was a successful applicant and that I've got the job and you know we'll discuss more about the role and everything I no joke one night I'm bawling my eyes out for insecurity reasons I think going into this role and it being my first role as like a well-being facilitator who is now going to use a lot of the skills that I have learned in counseling, who is now going to work with these young people that I have such a passion for, that I believe in so much and realizing like young people can be super intimidating, not because they intentionally want to. I think it's just to try and be in a position where you can gain their trust, where they can trust you to to actually tell you how they're really feeling like I see it with my kids like I'll be like Chloe like what's the matter nothing 
I'm like, oh. I'm like, Chloe, it doesn't look like nothing's wrong. Like, what's up? Like, what happened at school or what's going on? Nothing. I'm fine. I'm like, ah, I mean, I can't even, uh, there's moments where I can't even build a rapport with my own child and I'm going to be doing this with like students at the, like, anyway, there was a night where I'm convinced I was like, nah, I'm going to, I literally wrote the email to all the principals at the school um, and was like, I just want to let you know that I'm so sorry, but um, thank you so much for <laughs> for considering me for this position, but no, like it was much more longer than that. There was a lot of stuff that I wrote on that email and I was ready to press send and I know in myself, like I am very impulsive in the way I make decisions. And so this moment I was like, yes, I'm going to send this email and then it's done. And then I'll be at peace about all the insecurities that I have going into this role. And then it's done. <clears throat> and the biggest thing is like, I didn't want to let the school down because the school I feel in every staff member that is there is honestly being used for such a divine purpose that in myself I was like I don't know if I'm ready to play that role like I don't know if I'm gonna really be in a position where I felt inadequate to take that role because I feel the role is very significant to the life of so many young people um so I was like, no, nah, like, no, nah, I can't. I'm not, I'm not the person for this and whatever. Just because it's, I'm going into this, like, straight out of graduating. It's like my first role. I kind of would have, I guess I probably would have preferred to have gained more experience working on specific, like, the clients that I thought I, I was more capable of assisting and build up my experience gradually like that rather than going into full-time five days a week dealing with people with like a varied degree of trauma challenges difficulties and just like I feel like I'm been thrown in the deep end whereas I kind of had the way I had envisioned this it was going to be like a gradual like put your toes in and then you know go into the water up to your knees and then wow yeah like I'm pretty good at this now like now I'll, I'll sit in the water like that's just how I envisioned my journey into this kind of role would be anyway and then I also feel like with life skills I am more I just feel I'm more capable of helping like people my age so anyway, okay moving on all right so I'm about to send this email it's like a letter. It's very long because I felt I wanted to be very transparent as to why I was in this position where now I'm like, I, I actually am not going to take this job. And I'm literally like, it's like a movie. I'm about to press click to send. And God's like, Catalina, please send it tomorrow. And I'm like, no, God, like I need to get this off my chest and have a good sleep. So no, I have to send it now. And literally, God's just like, Catalina, just go to sleep. Um, and I'm like, okay, fine. So I send it to drafts. <laughs> I save it to drafts. And then I 
go to bed. And I wake up the next morning and I'm like, okay, I'm going to go send that email. And then God's like, do you really want to send the email? I felt that I woke up the next morning and was like, you know what? There's probably like, there's a degree of me that yes, like I've gone into so many roles. I have no idea what I'm doing. Started this podcast, had never like, never edited anything on audio. I've never done anything on GarageBand. I didn't even know how to set up a podcast. Like I, it's my pattern of existence to do things I have no idea how to do. (laughs) So God's like, Catalina, when has, when has your inability and your lack of skills ever stopped you from doing something that you (laughs) did not know how to do or you did not feel like you were capable of doing? I'm like, never. Like, I generally kind of get excited when I go into things that I have no idea how to do, which is fine. But I think in the context of what I'm doing now, like, I'm getting paid because of what I'm supposed to know, of the skill sets that I'm supposed to have. So I think because of what there's this, like, unspoken expectation, I think that's what got to me. When people know I don't know what I'm doing, then I kind of don't care. It's like, all right, you you know I don't know. But with this role, like the skills that I have learned up until this point, like I'm expected to use them and know them and, um, yeah, provide a service based on these skills. <clears throat> and so I guess that's kind of what was getting to me. But then when I like continued dealing with that, so then I'm like, all right, I've, I've never felt like I couldn't do a role because I didn't have all the skills or I didn't have all the experience. So going into this particular role, I believe that there, there comes a point where a lot of the stuff is just life experience, but being able to use that life experience and use those skills with the tools that I have learned from an academic aspect will actually enhance how I'm able to assist the students. So now it's just a matter of, hey, practically putting all this information that I have been learning through my social work, through this diploma of counselling, put it all into practice and add my life experience to that and trust that I'm able to be at a place with each of these students as they, as they come for assistance or as, you know, they're needing support or whatever. So I got myself through that one. And then I was like, oh, but you know what? I told, I said I wasn't going to work. Like, I'm like, I'm going against my conviction of like, I'm not going to work until the girls finish high school. And, you know, why am I doing that? Am I again putting my needs, which is I want to provide for the family, um, above my daughters and I vowed that I would not do that for ministry for anything like the girls are my number one priority am I doing that am I compromising on this and am I being selfish again because I don't really need to help financially because Stevie's got it um is it just something that I want to do and anyway so then I had to wrestle through all of that came out at the end of that and I said to that to the girls the morning that 
So the the evening that I sent the email, I had the conversation with the girls and I said to the girls, because they already knew that I had been told that I had got the job. I told them and they were like super excited. And then I said to them um, the afternoon before I wrote up this email, I said to them, like, girls, I just want to let you know, like, I'm not going to take on the job uh, because uh, you guys are my priority. Like, I want to be there for your athletics carnival. I want to be there for your swimming. I want to be like at your NDI, N- NCIS, you know, sports things. Like, I just want to be really present for you. So I don't, I'm not going to take on the job. And they were really understanding. They were really like, okay, mom, thank you, mom. Like, they were really grateful, whatever. And then in the afternoon, like later in the evening, the girls come up and they're like, mom, we really want you to take the job. Like, it's okay if you're not at our athletics carnival and it's okay. If and I'm like, on earth I'm like I just you guys just answered the way I wanted you to answer with me not taking the job and they're like no but we'd really like you to take that and I'm like all right how about you guys pray about it pray about it and then in the morning let me know meanwhile I've written I I was like but I'm still gonna send the email blah 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 and whatever because I felt like that was what God really needed me to do was to be willing to sacrifice and put that job on the altar it was like an Isaac moment put it on the altar and let it and let God work that out <clears throat> in the morning we wake up I've got a little bit of peace about the whole thing I'm kind of like God's wrestling with this idea of like you've taken jobs on or you've taken responsibilities and roles on and never known what on earth you were doing so what's the difference with this role <laughs> And then the girls woke up and we kind of didn't bring it up. I was kind of still wrestling and arguing with God about it. And then both the girls come up. They're like, mom, we prayed about it and we definitely want you to work at the school. I'm like, ah, that's not what I wanted to hear. So anyway, I'm like, okay, I'm going I'm, I'm to trust you guys more than me. So I said to them, I'm like, babies, are you sure? Like, are you going to be okay if mom's not there at, you know, at your races and, you know, cheering you on and... You're like, no, mum, we'd rather have you at the school because we'll probably see you more. Which, till this point, has not been accurate because I've seen my daughters, like, twice, three times. Um, we've kind of seen each other a few more times, but, we like, I'm either doing something or they're doing something, so I don't actually get to interact with them in any way. But anyway, whatever, doesn't matter. Um, so the girls are like, no, we want you to take the job. So I'm like, okay, fine. I'm going to go with that. I'm going to trust that God answered my daughter's prayers much clearer than me. And so I, I took the job. But one thing I will say, like this pressure that I, not this pressure, this desire that I had to really pay, get an income and to help pay for our family expenses and stuff like that has been really heavy on my heart and when I when I did the maths, when I calculated which one was like a sweeter deal on the finance side of things, like definitely my private counseling would have done much more. It would have give, it was a sweeter deal. To be totally honest with you, it would be a sweeter deal because I would be able to do more of my uni, which I kind of need to continue like finishing like I can't just do one unit a trimester every year um 
and just get through three units because this is going to take really long if all I'm doing is three units a year. So I need to take up more units. And so private counseling would have definitely given me much more of that flexibility. I would have worked less and paid, I mean, and had a much bigger income. I would have still got to do what I would like to do, which is, you know, go to the beach, go for runs, um, go thrifting. Honestly, it's the much better deal. Like, it kind of, you could kind of check off all the things that I like to do and that I would still get to do. But there came a point, like, honestly, and this is, and this is, I guess, it only took me, what is it, 36 minutes to get to the main point of this podcast. (laughs) There, honestly, when I sat with God and was at a point where I'm like, oh, do I really want to even apply for this job because of what I had already kind of planned I wanted to do. There came a point where God said to me, Catalina, there is a decision right now that you have to make and it's a spiritual decision. This is not about which one gives me everything that I want and which one provides way better for my goals. God very clearly said to me, Catalina, this is either going to be a decision for righteousness or it's going to be a decision for selfishness and as I kind of as I kind of faced the reality of what that looked like and even the reality of what that meant for me like Catalina my spirituality my walk with God and my growth I couldn't help but admit that Accepting the job at TVAC was going to be much better for my spirituality than opting for the other option. There are some situations in life, like, because I can, I, you all know me, my, my private practice counseling is going to be ministry. It's going to be like what I see at TVAC. It's, it's a role. It's a secular role. But ministry will be infused into every second of my work. So in terms of me fulfilling my purpose in ministry and in sharing my faith and discipleship, both roles give me that opportunity. Both roles are going to allow me to have that kind of satisfaction of knowing I'm fulfilling my duty as a Christian to share my faith and to help draw other people closer to God. But God was very like, it's kind of like, you know, when your parents, and maybe it's because I do it with my kids, it's no when your parents are like telling you you've got two options, but it's very clear that one option <laughs> is the option that your parent wants you to take. Um God was like, Catalina, like, I'm just letting you know, like, TVAC is my preference. You can choose. But if I was to want you to choose something, it would be TVAC. And I realized that in that moment, as I was having that conversation with God, and and as I was feeling really convicted that God's like, 
I would prefer you to be at TVAC. I tried to let all my other issues get in the way so that I kind of would negate the fact that this was a spiritual decision. Like this was a decision I had to make for my spirituality, for my walk with Christ. And so I let insecurities come in and I let, oh, but I need to be a better mother. And I can't, to be totally honest with you, I made lots of excuses that I was not going to take this job based on me thinking about everyone else. Which honestly, like, it's a hard truth to swallow when you are making a decision for your life and it's you're making it because you want to make that decision, but at the same time, you're kind of like making it look like it's not for you. Like you're still trying to be selfless and you're still being caring and you're still putting others ahead of you. And So the reason why I didn't want to say yes to TVAC once it was clear that I had got the job was, one, I was like, oh, but I want to help Stevie out and I want to provide financially and like – a significant amount, like I didn't want to just like a normal wage. Like I'm like, I can actually provide, I can actually compete with this guy because uh, he earns so much money as a tradie. I'm like, wow, I can actually compete and, and probably bring in the same amount of what he does per hour. So I'm like, okay, like I can compete with him and also like provide enough that it would actually look like a significant amount in our bank statements and in our bank account. So there was a part of me like, let me do this for Steve. Let me not take the job at TVAC for Stevie. And then God kind of processed that one. He's like, Catalina, you're still going to be providing an income. It's definitely not going to be the same as if you did private practice, but you're still helping out financially. So that kind of you know, ticked that off. I'm like, ah, okay. And then with the girls and I'm like, oh, but, you know, let me not accept this job because I want to be, you know, that mother that's always really present and, um, you know, whatever. So then I tried to play it off like I was going to be a superhero and not take this job on for my daughters, which is fine. But if I'm totally honest with you, one of the biggest motivators of why I didn't want to take the job was my inadequacy to fill this job as, as I felt the job needed. Um, it was my insecurities. It was the doubting of myself. It was um, not realizing, like, out of all the people that could have been picked for that role, I was picked. So anyway, when I realized and came to accept the fact that this decision that I was wanting to make about what job I wanted to get was not based really on 100% seeking what was best, but rather going for the option that was less confronting for me and that would make me feel the most comfortable. I had to get to a place where I honestly just surrendered it to God and I was like, God, you know why I don't want to accept the job at TVAC? And you know why I would rather do what I had planned, which was do the private stuff. <clears throat> that at that point, 
I honestly, I surrendered my desires and I decided I'm just going to go with whatever God works out. And I had a follow-up meeting with, so I had a meeting with um, the principals and they basically said to me, Catalina, we just want to let you know that we have actually prayed about you. And it has been made very clear to us that you are the person for this role. And we just want to let you know that. And for me, like, at that point, like, that was honestly... Through the whole struggle of this whole thing, that was honestly what I needed to hear because I decided and I said to God, I'm like, God, like, I don't trust myself enough, but I trust Paul, Michelle and Justin's prayers more than I trust myself. Like, if you showed them, if you told them as they prayed about this role, if you prayed and showed them that I was the person to fulfill this role, then I trust that you have me here, even though I feel like I don't have um, all the experience and the professional experience to take on this role. Even though I believe that I don't have all the knowledge and all the experience and skills and all the stuff that I need to fulfill this role to the capacity to which I've, I want to fulfill this role. I'm like, you know what? I trust that you answered their prayers. I trust that you guided them way clearer than what I feel like I'm being guided right now. And so because of that, I'm going to take this job because of that. I'm going to, I'm going to step into this, um, because I trust the way you're guiding them way more than than me because I have my selfishness attached. I have all my insecurities attached. I have all the stuff that I that I have. Like I'm like I don't know if I can make a clear decision based purely on what you're convicting me, which the role at TVAC is where you want me. I don't know if I have enough to to follow through with that with complete peace that that is where you want me because my insecurities and my demons are going to come back and they're going to be telling me like you should have gone private and you know you should have gone the option where you could go to the beach and have breakfast and do your whole stuff that you used to do you know you don't have the flexibility and whatever so I'm trusting like I honestly have decided that I was going to take this role based on the way that God impressed on their hearts to select me for the role, not because it was so clear-cut for me. But I will say, like, there are going to be definitely so many things that are going to impact and guide the decisions that we make in our lives. And I guess I just really want to invite you to consider, like, the truth behind every great reason. Um, For me, it made sense go for the really well-paying position, gives me flexibility, gets me through uni quicker, go for that option, that just makes so much more sense. But when I really sat with that, there was insecurities, there was a lot of other stuff that kind of hindered why I was making that decision. And for me to be in in a workplace now, that they have prayer every morning at 7.45, 
they pray. Then they have um, worship where all the staff members and teachers come at 8.10 till 8.30, Everyone's always praying. Like, it's just, it's such a different environment. We have so many students that are going through Bible studies. We have so many people, so many, like, students that are volunteering to lead out in, in, like, Bible studies and in support group. We had, like, um... There was a, a prayer meeting that was run just for students to pray for students who are making decisions and who have made like accepted appeals and all sorts of things. And, you know, there was probably like 10 at least students who were in there and we were all just praying for other students. Like it is such a like, oh, like it is such a good place to be working um, that I can see it like this is all for me. Like I think it's you know, I'm there for everyone else, but I'm like, I can see how God has me in this for my own walk with Christ. And because he has placed me there, I also trust that I am there for the students and for the staff. But I know, I know for me, like God's like, Catalina, I would prefer for you to be here. This is, this is the better option. Not just for the students, but also for you. So wherever you are, like whatever decision you're trying to make, one, I would like to invite you to consider the fact that there's probably a real clear, this is what God's preference is. Like mom and dad, you know, they have a preference of what you would like to do. Um, And whether we're, you know, stubborn and rebellious and we just want to do what we want to do and so we want to go whatever option they don't want you to do, um, I don't know. I don't know how your personality is and how your dynamics are with like your parents, but with God, sometimes we just want to do what we want to do. Like we want to make the choice, even though God has made it very clear, which is the better choice. Yeah. One. And then second, I also want to invite you to consider maybe there's like underlying insecurities. There's there's some self-doubt. Maybe there's some stuff that, it's kind of getting evoked in you with making a certain choice, especially if it's the choice that you know that God would prefer for you. Are you kind of running away from the stuff that you need to face head on if you were to take that 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 role or that job or accept that volunteer position or whatever decision it is that you make? Like maybe there's some stuff that's, hidden that you don't want to admit that that's the true reason for your issue like maybe that's what's really stopping you from making that decision and for picking God's preference for you like even with like the work stuff like oh I don't want to work full-time for the girls that was because I had never imagined that I would be working out of school and so when I looked at all the social work opportunities like working for child services and all that kind of stuff it was all nine to five so the girls there would be like this two-hour bracket after school where they wouldn't you know who's going to pick them up and then steve has got to be inconvenienced because then he's got to be finishing earlier blah 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 i'm like god gave me a job at a school my hours are the same hours as the girls like they get to stay for an extra half an hour at school which they love because they get to hang out with some of their friends and just play handball and just talk and whatever So I finish at four and there's no after school care. There's no need for anyone to be picked up and dropped off. And 
like God really worked that out that he's like, Catalina, you can still go into this full-time position and it's not going to affect the girls. Like it's not going to be like how you grew up. Um, so I'm like, God, you even solved that out. But anyway, all right, let me finish. Thanks for hanging out with me. I hope you enjoyed that story of, yeah, how I kind of wanted to rebel against the system and just be like, nah, I'm going to go and take the easier option. And even though it kind of did suit everything that I wanted, even though it was kind of like perfect, yeah, I had to deal with the stuff that was making me avoid God's preference. And even like that verse says, like, the peace that comes, it comes with, it's like the waves of the sea, like, and trust me, like, I have done, I have worked there five days all up, so I work two days a week. I have wanted to resign a few times because I felt so overwhelmed and so inadequate, but I just had to be like, God, like, please, you're going to have to help me with this. Um, Yeah. And then I just, I just fall back on, all right, God, like you told, you told Paul, Sue, I mean, Paul, um, Justin and Michelle, like that's where you wanted me. So I'm here, even though I do not feel like I belong here. I've had to have many of those moments where I'm like, I'm falling back on their prayer because I don't think it was as clear and as convicting for me. Um, Yeah. Choosing what was righteous did not come easy. Like, I can still feel like, yeah, it would have been more comfortable to opt out. But I trust, I trust the prayers of others that they, yeah, that God wanted me, wanted me here. All right, so until next time, my prayer, my hope, and my desires, they stay warm in God's love, they stay cool for Jesus' name, and may that Holy Spirit, I tell you, He continues to be my favorite for a reason but may the holy spirit continue to invite you to explore what's really going on when you have to make decisions when you have to make big decisions whether it's with jobs education relationships um habits places that you're going to things that you're watching listening reading like whatever it is like i just pray that the Holy Spirit just continues to invite you to have those discussions, debates, and arguments with Him until you get to a place where you know really clear what God's preference is and that you can step into that even with your insecurities, even with your doubts, even with the fear, even with the, you know, having to face the idea of change and difficulties and being uncomfortable Like, I pray that God can just get you to a place where you're like, all right, I'm willing to go with your preference, trusting that it's for, like, a divine purpose. Yeah. All right. Thanks for hanging out with me. I'll see you. I'll speak to you because I can't hear you, but I'll speak to you next time. All right. See you. Ciao.